KC, are you there? I am here. Hi. 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 How you doing? Oh, I'm all right. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I'm about to fuck up your night, though. Oh, are you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Why? Well, we're about to go over some more of the Bible. Oh, God, you're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. Oh, uh, yeah. Except, except not what we're going to talk about. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's all what we're going to talk about. Just all right. How I heard it when we went over it a few minutes ago. Okay. For for everybody's... Uh, Edification? Yes. Samuel 18 through 20. There we go. So, <laughs> starting off, John befriends David. Yeah, are you going to tell who John is? John, Jonathan, the uh, son of Saul. You know, Saul kind of got pissed off when John ate honey off the ground. <laughs> Jonathan is Saul's son, the king of Israel. Yeah. So David and John get married. Uh, and then what? David uh, gets very popular and is promoted very quickly. So David pretty much becomes Chad. Saul is now... He can't read his own handwriting. <laughs> That's what's happening right now. In case anybody wondered... Uh, Saul is now angered by the fact that the uh, you know that that Chad is a thing, and uh, God causes Saul to try and kill Chad like a true incel would, because we all know that at this point Saul is an incel. Saul gave Chad a thousand dudes so that he would just stay away, but Chad couldn't stay away from flexing on Saul. Saul then tries to give Chad the uggo daughter that he had, but oh, Chad knew better. Oh, Chad God. wanted the 10 of 10 daughter, but <laughs> was convinced to take the 8 of 10 instead. Hashtag Chad life. Saul then told Chad that he had to cut off the dick tips for the girl. Chad then comes back flexing his tips and Saul was pissed <laughs> off in true incel fashion. Then Chad's hubby intercedes and... <laughs> and uh then can't read his writing you know i can't read my writing uh and then, and then does something to his incel father-in-law uh then the bottom boy named john there talks his dad into promising not to kill his secret husband uh a war started again so chad had to flex on them fillies and uh that pisses saul off <laughs> Then, if you guys didn't know, Chad is bi at this point, so he's dominating both the male arena and the female arena. Uh, but Chad's wife, uh, a.k.a. Saul's daughter, helps Chad escape. Uh, then Chad prays to God, crying his own little bitch tears in private. Uh, Chad then flees to some town, and Saul then tries to flex on Chad. But the men that Saul sends to that town... Uh, uh, three different groups of them are all entranced by Chad, the mysteriousness that is Chad. Mm -hmm. um, Saul then goes himself, and he himself is convinced to strip naked in front of Chad. You, you can't just call him David. Chad then escapes to see his <laughs> husband, John. Uh, John lies to Chad about the intentions of Saul. Um, and, and then later on, John angers his dad by telling him that Chad went home. Apparently, that's not what Saul wanted. Um, John then went to the field where Chad was hiding at and made love to his sweet body. <laughs> 
Chad then left the next morning without even a note, just like a true Chad would. Oh my god. How much Chad would a Chad, 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 Chad? That's not, those aren't even sentences. Welcome to the incel edition of Daily Bible Podcast. There will be no more conversations about incels. Oh, fuck. What's up, heathens? How How y'all doing? So today we are going to be going over something similar to what I discussed at the very beginning of this. Am I right? No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe? (laughs) A little bit? Um, there, There were some plot points, but mainly it was not great. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't why don't we start this whole this whole story off? I, I get the sense that it's going to be primarily about David and him acting like who a is Chad. David? I don't even know who David is because you spent the whole entire beginning part talking about Chad. Well, it's because David turns into Chad, no. and so then I just felt it was appropriate to call no. him by his true name. No, no. Okay, so First Samuel chapter eighteen is where we're starting, and. If you remember from last time, basically David's father sends David to Saul. Well, Saul asks for his son and he and David becomes Saul's servant, sort of, you know, helps him out, um, does stuff in the army, in the military for him and kills Goliath. So, like, that was really cool. And David basic or Saul basically wanted David to stay as part of the inner circle. Right. Right. Okay. Well, so Jonathan, Saul's son, befriends David. Um, It says, after David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return to his father's house. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. No homo. So he basically got naked. (laughs) Yeah. So two dudes being naked together. I mean, that's just what dudes do, right, guys? Well, I mean, this was just, we don't know what David was wearing, but we know that Jonathan took all of his shit off. Okay, then it seems like uh, Jonathan's like, don't you want a piece of this? Yeah, pretty much. And then let let his like elephant trunk just sort of hang. (laughs) So whatever Saul sent David to do, he did successfully. And so successfully that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. And this pleased all the people and Saul's officers as well. People really liked David. Mm -hmm. And he was really good at his job. He was... Obviously, Saul's pissed off. Yes. So when the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, when they say the Philistine, they mean Goliath, right? The women came out from all of the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing and joyful songs and tambourines and lutes. As they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Oh, well, so Saul's only killed thousands, but David, big dick David over there, (laughs) 
has killed tens of tens thousands. of thousands. So Saul was very angry, and the refrain galled him. They and he. This is what he says: They have credited David with tens of thousands, but me with only thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? So like he's getting the love of the more love of the people, you know, than yeah. Saul is, and he is pissed about it. Well, I mean, isn't it both? Like, aren't they both kind of bullshitting? Because like, I thought that David only killed like the one giant motherfucker. Oh no, he was. I mean, he was in the military. I mean, he yeah. did kill the giant motherfucker, but he also killed like. He, did, well, I mean, was he promoted before or after killing? Oh, like the whole like he was promoted through the army. That would be after Goliath. Okay, so after the Goliath, he was promoted. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I feel like a credit like it, I I can I can feel Saul's pain here because there's no way in whatever kind of military career David had beforehand he wouldn't have killed tens of thousands. For one thing, Saul was killing people way before David was like shitting in his diapers. Well, yeah. And that's why Saul is upset. Yeah. So he says from that, well, it says from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. All right. But not only did he keep a jealous eye on him, you ready for this? Kept a jealous dick on him too, huh? No, no, no. What? No. The next day, an evil spirit from God came forcefully upon Saul. (laughs) I bet you that woke him up in the middle of the night. Probably so. (laughs) But uh, I I do like how this is the second time that it's been mentioned that God sends evil spirits to, like, fuck shit over. Mm -hmm. Like, God causes these bad things to happen. And I don't understand, like, could the evil spirit be Satan? Like, even so, God is controlling Satan and telling Satan to do these things. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that works, except for that, you know, it seems pretty clear that God controls evil. Yeah. And I mean, similar things have happened in the Old Testament so far. and. I was going to say that once we get to Isaiah, we'll find that... Even there, even later on in the story, it talks about how God like creates evil. Mm-hmm. So it's all throughout the Old Testament about God doing evil shit. Yeah. So the next day, an evil spirit from God came forcefully upon Saul. He was prophesying in his house while David was playing the harp, as he usually did. Do you think that means like he's just yelling out random things like in his like study or something like that? It's mm. like, what's dad doing? Oh, he's just in there prophesying. Oh, so he's screaming indeterminately into the wind. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what they mean by that. But pretty much, yeah, they're just like running around mumbling. I, I think like probably speaking in tongues has something to do with it. Not really sure. Um, it, it We'll get more of that. Can you can you, um, can you imagine waking up in the morning and finding me and you guys like, hi, honey, how you doing? And I'm just like, shambalala puka. <laughs> no, no, that oh, would freak Okay, me out. can I just have coffee, please? <laughs> Wait, did you, was that English? Because I didn't get it. <laughs> more coffee, more coffee is required. <laughs> so Saul had a spear in his hand. We're here where David's playing the harp and whatever, right? Saul had a spear in his hand and he hurled it saying to himself, I'll pin David to the wall. So he threw his spear at David. 
And it says, but David eluded him twice. So apparently he threw the spear at David twice and tried to kill him twice. Like, how do you come back from that? I don't know. Like, as far as like your like your friendship goes or something like that. Like David's just sitting there playing the harp and then all of a sudden you got some crazy motherfucker that steps out of the room like, <laughs> I will pin you to the wall. Shitting, shitting, shitting. And you're like fucking matrixing it. <laughs> how do you like how do you stop and be like, are you done? <laughs> I don't know. But like at this point, they just ignore the fact that it happened and move on to a different part of the story. But like, that's, I mean, I wrote, and he stayed. Why the fuck would he stay? But part of it is because he's not his friend. Like, David is not Saul's friend. David is a general in Saul's army, and Saul is his king. Yeah, but he's sitting there playing the harp. Yeah. He's probably a butt servant. <laughs> I, I don't know. So, so I mean David's already fucking his son I don't know that it doesn't say that the dude stripped right in front of him showing off his junk and everything and you don't think that they started fucking I mean I don't know guys shower together all the time in locker they rooms they weren't in a shower honey <laughs> <laughs> they were in a cave doing homosexual things they were not in a cave where were they I don't know like out i don't know <laughs> out at the club i don't know <laughs> so saul was afraid of david because the lord was with david but had left saul so he sent david away from him and gave him a command over a thousand men and david led the troops in their campaigns in everything he did he had great success because the lord was with him when saul how saul when saul saw how successful he was, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he led them in their campaigns. So I don't know if you remember this back last week. One of the things that Saul said he would give anyone who killed Goliath was one of his daughters in marriage, right? Right. So Saul said to David, here is my older daughter, Merib. Uh, I will give her to you in marriage. Only serve me bravely and fight the battles of the Lord. For Saul said to himself, I will not raise a hand against him. Let the Philistines do that. So his plan all along was for the just keep sending David into battle and one of the Philistines will eventually kill him. And then he doesn't have to worry about him anymore. Well, I mean, I would say probabilities on his side for that particular thought process. Oh, yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So David said to Saul, Who am I and what is my family or my father's clan in Israel that I should become the king's son-in-law? So when the time came for Merib, Saul's daughter, to be given to David, she was given in marriage to Adriel, son of Meholah. So David was basically like, I'm, you know, too small of a person to become a king's son-in-law, right? Well, that, I mean, you tried to fucking kill my ass, so maybe I don't want to marry into this psychopathic family? (laughs) I don't know. Well, so Saul's daughter, Michal, was in love with David, and when he told Saul about it, he was pleased. Well, when they told Saul about Michal loving David, Uh he was pleased, and he said, I will give her to him, he thought, so that she may be a snare to him, and so that the hand of the Philistine may be against him. So Saul said to David, now you have a second opportunity to become my son-in-law. Then Saul ordered his attendants, speak to David privately and say, 
Look, the king is pleased with you, and his attendants all like you. Now become his son-in-law. Wait a second. (laughs) Don't you bullshit me. Saul Saul tried to kill David at one point. Yeah. You don't just, that kind of anger, you just don't set aside and it's like, oh, well, um, you want to marry my daughter now? No. Fuck you. I don't want to marry your daughter. Oh, well, yeah, he, well, the thing is, it's not set aside, like, Saul is doing this, like, vindictively. Like, he has plans. He's, Saul has not set anything aside. Right. And so, he's, he's not just giving him his daughter because he likes him. He's doing this, I don't know, because, so he can pretend and make it look like he loves David, like everybody else loves David, and he's not this jealous king. And then send him off to battle as one of his trusted generals. And then, you know, the Philistines kill him. And then he'll be secretly happy. Right? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, they repeated the servants that that Saul sent to tell David, you know, become a son-in-law. They repeated these words to David, but David said, Do you think it is a small matter to become the king's son-in-law? I am only a poor man and little known. When Saul's servants told him what David had said, Saul replied, Say to David, The king wants no other price for the bride than a hundred Philistine foreskins to take revenge on his enemies. So, <laughs> Saul... <laughs> so, look, all he wants you to do is kill a bunch of fillies and then cut the tips of their dicks off. That's all you gotta do. A hundred of them. A hundred, yeah, just a hundred of them. It's like, I mean... Come on. <laughs> like, I just want you to reach down there and cut a little bit of tip off, okay? <laughs> well, yeah, so this went along with his plan. Send David to fight with Philistines, and one of them, one of the hundred of them, surely will kill him, right? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction that this particular Chad will not die in battle. <laughs> so when the attendants told David these things, he was pleased to become the king's son-in-law. So before the allotted time elapsed, David and his men went out and killed 200 Philistines. He brought their foreskins and presented the full number to the king so that he might become the king's son-in-law. I just I just want you guys to imagine it. Here walks in David, all bloody and shit, and he's got this bag dripping with blood. He throws it at the feet of Saul, and Saul just looks down at it and is like, The fuck is this? <laughs> oh, god damn. Like, who, what are you going to do with the foreskins? Make a jacket? No, so, like, here's how I pictured it. Here's how I pictured it. I feel like, I feel like David would have made a necklace. A you necklace. Know, a foreskin necklace. And he can just go and, you know, put them on King Saul's neck. Oh, okay. Lay him with 200 foreskins. Kind of like they did with the Viet Cong and and, and ears? Yes, just like that. Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine a necklace made out of 200 foreskins? No, it'd be a lot. He probably had to make two. (laughs) No, it's probably just one really long one that you could like wrap around like a couple times. And it's kind of like, here, you got laid by dicks. Yeah, a whole bunch of dicks. A whole bunch of dick tips. Just the tip. Okay. So, <laughs> so he brought the foreskins and presented the full number to the king. Then Saul gave him his daughter Michal in marriage. Right. Okay. So when Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that his daughter Michal loved David, 
Saul became still more afraid of him, and he remained his enemy the rest of his days. The Philistine commanders continued to go out to battle, and as often as they did, David met them with more success than the rest of Saul's officers, and his name became well known. So did, like, Saul just forget that, like, David is God's new ass boy or something? It was never something that Saul knew. Saul didn't know that. Well, no, but like when da- when Saul tried to kill David while he was playing the harp, it was like he saw that God was with him, and then it's like he forgot about it, and then it, he keeps getting reminded. Even though- oh yeah, I don't think he realized to the extent. Of- I don't think he realized the extent of it. Oh okay. Basically, that he couldn't do anything to David because God was with David and not with him. Right. Yeah. So Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David. But Jonathan was very fond of David and warned him, My father Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard tomorrow morning. Go into hiding and stay there. I will go out and stand with my father in the field where you are. I'll speak to him about you and will tell you what I found out. Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king do wrong to his servant David. He has not wronged you, and what he he has done has benefited you greatly. He took his life in his hands when he killed the Philistine. The Lord won a great victory for all Israel, and you saw it and were glad. Why then would you do wrong to an innocent man like David by killing him for no reason? Saul listened to Jonathan and took his oath. As surely as the Lord lives, David will not be put to death. So Jonathan called David and told him the whole conversation. He brought him to Saul, and David was with Saul as before. Okay. So, like, all was good in chummy land, right? Obviously. Yeah. So, once more, war broke out, and David went out and fought the Philistines. He struck them with such force that they fled before him. But an evil spirit for the Lord from the Lord came upon Saul as he was sitting in his house with a spear in his hand. I guess he just sat around with fucking spears in his hand. Why? <laughs> this guy sounds fucked up. Yeah, I mean, that just seems like something you would see like in a very dark horror movie or like thriller. Yeah. The serial killer just sitting in the dark with like a spear or something. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. So as he was just sitting there with his spear, and uh, God sent an evil spirit upon him again um and again while david was playing the harp saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear but david eluded him as saul drove the spear into the wall that night david made his made good his escape so he tried again while like what is with david in playing this harp i mean maybe he should stay away from the harp when he's around saul maybe he shouldn't be around saul he shouldn't be around saul but for some fucking reason he keeps coming back yeah So Saul sent men to David's house to watch it and to kill him in the morning. But Michal, David's wife, warned him, if you don't run for your life tonight, tomorrow you'll be killed. So Michal let David down through a window and he fled and escaped. Then Michal took an idol and laid it on the bed, covering it with a garment and put some goat's hair at its head. Why did they have an idol? I don't know. And a bunch of goat's hair. Yeah. I, I I just I, I don't know I, I I don't I don't see how that would fool anybody. It's like oh shh guys David's asleep. We got to go back and kill him another time. Well, so here's what she says. Okay, when Saul sent the men to capture David, Michal said he is ill. 
Then Saul sent the men back to see David and told them, Bring him up to me in his bed, so that I may kill him. But when the men entered there, there was only an idol in the bed, and the head was some goat's hair. Saul said to Michal, Why did you deceive me like this and send my enemy away so that he escaped? Michal told him, He said to me, Let me get away. Why should I kill you? Uh, when David had fled and made an escape, he went to Samuel at Ramah and told him that Saul was told him all that Saul had done to him. Then he and Samuel went to Naoth and stayed there. Okay. Okay. So, at during this portion of the story where he's he's trying to escape, we get one of the Psalms, right? Psalms mm-hmm. fifty nine. Uh, Psalm 59, which is a David praying for God's strength. Right. Yeah. So, and that's, that happens during his escape. I could read it to you, um, but you could go read it if you want to. It's basically just some dipshitty prayer about snaring like dogs and prowling the city. And it's really weird. So like, you want to read it or no? No. Okay. Psalm 59, if you want to go check that out, that is David... Supposedly, David praying for God's strength when he's trying to escape Saul. Okay. Okay. I, I imagine this, like, in the musical that is the Bible. Yeah. As he is escaping, he's singing this song. Yeah, well, so it's interesting because right here in, in the book, it says, For the director of music, to the tune of Do Not Destroy. So, like, <laughs> there. Like, okay. So... They use the tune, and then you're supposed to sing this to that tune. Okay, see, it's this is this is just a fucked up musical, guys. <laughs> All right, so continuing on, word came to Saul. David is in Naoth at Ramah, so he sent men to capture him. But when they saw a group of prophets prophesying with Samuel standing there as their leader, the spirit of God came upon Saul's men, and they also prophesied. Saul was told about it, and he sent more men, and they prophesied too. Saul sent a third men a third time, and they also prophesied. Finally, he himself left for Ramah and went to the great cistern at Sekiu. Sekiu, I think it is. Sekiu? Sekiu. I didn't okay. look this up before we started. I should have. Um, and then he asked, where are Samuel and David? Over in Naoth at Ramah, they said, so Saul went there, um, but the spirit of God came even upon him and he walked <laughs> along prophesying until he came to Naoth. I mean, can you just imagine like he, he just all of a sudden starts speaking in tongues and he doesn't wake up until he gets to like his destination. It's like, what the fuck just happened? Well, so just, just wait. He stripped off his robes and also prophesied in Samuel's presence. He lay that way all that day and night. That is why people say, is Saul also among the prophets? So apparently he stripped off his robes. Hopefully, like, I don't know if he took everything like off. Father or father like son. He stripped everything off and prophesied. Okay, so. I mean, as we all know, you can't properly prophesy if you get clothes on. I mean, dead on balls accurate. <laughs> so then David fled from Naoth at Ramah and he went to Jonathan and asked, What have I done? What is my crime? How have I wronged your father that he is trying to take my life? Never, Jonathan replied. You are not going to die. Look, my father doesn't do anything great or small without confiding in me. Why would he hide this from me? It is not so. 
Well, I mean, you two are fucking, that's why. I'm just saying. (laughs) But David took an oath and said, Your father knows very well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he said to himself, Jonathan must not know this or he will be grieved. Yet as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, there is only a step between me and death. So Jonathan said to David, whatever you want me to do, I'll do for you. So David said, look, tomorrow is the new moon festival and I am supposed to dine with the king, but let me go and hide in the field until the evening of the day after tomorrow. So let's stop for a second. The new moon festival. Mm-hmm. I, I had to look this up because I was like, doesn't that sound a little pagany, right? Yeah. But the Jewish calendar was based off of the moon cycle. So the new moon, every new moon would be a new month. And they would do sacrifices on the new moon. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Sounds very celestial. (laughs) You know, kind of like the other pagan. Yeah, it does. So if your father, this is still David talking again. If your father misses me at all, tell him. David earnestly asked by permission to hurry to Bethlehem, his hometown, because an annual sacrifice is being made there for his whole clan. If he says... Very well, then your servant is safe. But if he loses his temper, you can be sure that he is determined to harm me. As for you, show kindness to your servant, for you have brought him into a covenant with you before the Lord. If I am guilty, then kill me yourself. Why hand me over to your father? Never, Jonathan said. If I had the least inkling that my father was determined to harm you, wouldn't I tell you? David asked, who would tell me if your father answers to you harshly? Come, Jonathan said, let's go out into the field. So they went there together. Then Jonathan said to David, (laughs) by the Lord, the God of Israel, I will surely sound out my father by this time the day after tomorrow. If he is favorably disposed towards you, will I not send word and let you know? But if my father is inclined to harm you, may the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if I do not let you know and send you away safely. May the Lord be with you as he has been with my father, but show me unfailing kindness like that of the Lord as long as I live so that I may not be killed and do not ever cut off your kindness from my family, not even when the Lord has cut off every one of David's enemies from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David saying, may the Lord call David's enemies to account. And Jonathan had David reaffirm his oath out of love for him because he loved him as he loved himself. Uh, That means they jerked each other off or (laughs) it was a mutual masturbation thing or they just fucked it out. Yeah. They signed it with their dicks in each other's assholes. There is a lot of dick stuff in the Bible, so that wouldn't surprise me. They are really obsessed. They are really obsessed with like uncircumcised penis. They are. Yeah. So then Jonathan said to David, tomorrow is the new moon festival. You will be missed because your seat will be empty. The day after tomorrow toward evening, go to the place where you hid when this trouble began and I'll wait by the stone Ezel. I will shoot three arrows to the side of it as though I were shooting at a target. Then I will send a boy and say, go find the arrows. If I say to him, look, the arrows are on this side, bring them here. Then come, because surely as the Lord lives, you are safe. There is no danger. But if I say to the boy, look, the arrows are beyond you, then you must go because the Lord has sent you away. And about the matter you and I discussed, remember, the Lord is witness between you and me forever. So let me get this straight. In the field, butt naked, 
They signed <laughs> their agreement, their pledge to each other with their dicks in each other's assholes, and God watched them do it. Well, so to me, <laughs> I mean, I, I get that's your interpretation and everything. To me, it really does sound like a we committed something to each other and like it was consummated. Like that's right. how it sounds. Right. They consummated their marriage again. And you know, happily ever after for them again. But he's married to Mikal, so I don't know. He can be bisexual, and he polygamy can. in the Bible yeah, is he not can. He can. not un- uncommon. I mean, There's- I would not be surprised if there were people that had both, like male. Oh no, I totally wouldn't be surprised by that because it's not like homosexuality is something that's new. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just that when the Bible writers were there, it was like, yeah, be sure to include um, this one that says to kill, you know, homos. Because <laughs> no, none of us do that gay shit, do we, fellas? No, no, but they, they were all fucking each other. Well, I mean, know? so here, here's the thing. Like, some of these people were gone for a long time, fighting in the, in the you know, in the military, in the armies of the day and whatever. And similar to, like prisons and how like the whole prison scene works um they were only around dudes right so i mean i don't know i can't say it did happen i can't say it didn't my guess is it probably did um an official marriage thing between it seems like to me it seems like a personal like intimate thing just between the two of them that's yeah. not publicly recognized or anything, that it's just their commitment to each other. And maybe that's just as besties, you know, as, you know, bro- bros, no homo kind of thing. Who knows? But it it's it's interesting. How it's worded, I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So David hid in the field. And when the new moon festival came, the king sat down to eat. He sat in his customary place by the wall opposite Jonathan. And Abner sat next to Paul uh, Saul. But David's place was empty. Saul said nothing that day, for he thought something must have happened to David to make him ceremonially unclean. Surely he is unclean. <laughs> but but the next day, on the second day of the month, David's place was empty again. Then Saul said to his son Jonathan, why hasn't the son of Jesse come to the meal, either yesterday or today? Jonathan answered, David earnestly asked me for permission to go to Bethlehem, he said. Let me go because our family is observing a sacrifice in the town and my brother has ordered me to be there. If I have found favor in your eyes, let me get away to see my brothers. That is why he has not come to the king's table. Saul's anger flared up at Jonathan and he said to him, you son of a perverse and rebellious woman. He called him a son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Don't I know that you have sided with the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of the mother who bore you? As long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, neither you nor your kingdom will be established. Now send and bring him to me, for he must die. (laughs) See, now Saul found out that David and Jonathan are fucking. And so (laughs) Saul's like, I'm not going to have no great son of mine take over. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like is what happened, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so Jonathan obviously cuts in. Why should he be put to death? What has he done? 
Jonathan asked his father, but Saul hurled his spear at him to kill him. Then Jonathan knew that his father intended to kill David. So (laughs) Saul tried to kill his own son. (laughs) So Jonathan got up from the table fierce in fierce anger on that second day of the month. He did not eat because he was grieved at his father's shameful treatment of David. Of David. His father tried to kill him. Well, yeah, but remember, he loves David as he loves himself. And he realizes now that David can't come back. He has to go, which means his homeboy is going to go away. Oh, no. That's kind of like a divorce almost, right? Not really. It's just like his his guy's going to have to leave. And he's sad. He's upset about it. Mm. Um, so in the morning, Jonathan went out to the field for his meeting with David He had a small boy with him, and he said to the boy, run and find the arrows I shoot. As the boy ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. When the boy came to the place where Jonathan's arrow had fallen, Jonathan called out after him. Isn't the arrow beyond you? Then he shouted, hurry up, go quickly, don't stop. The boy picked up the arrow and returned to his master. The boy knew nothing of all of this, only Jonathan and David knew. Then Jonathan gave his weapons to the boy and said, go carry them back to town. After the boy had gone, David got up from the south side of the stone and bowed down before Jonathan three times, with his face to the ground. Then they kissed each other and wept together, but David wept the most. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other, in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord is witness between you and me, and between your descendants and my descendants forever. Then David left, and Jonathan went back to town. You know, this was conveniently left out of the History Channel's rendition of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> where where they basically made out and then cried as they had to part ways. Mm-hmm. The true, this is like broke back Jerusalem. <laughs> or wherever the fuck they are. <laughs> yeah. So, that's actually all for for today. Awesome. We We ended just like right on time. Yeah, and next time we're going to talk about what David does now. Um, okay. After that, and there's another psalm that's going to happen next time. Actually, there's a lot of psalms that are going to happen next time. Um, Even more psalms. Next time, it's going to be a uke kind of day. Oh, yeah? You want to actually, you want to uke them next time? I might. Okay. I'm trying to learn them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next time uh, we're going to be singing Kumbaya, and we'll learn more about the Bible and David and his homoerotic fantasies. <laughs> so, I hope that you heathens love today. Um, if you're a Skeptic Mafia member, we do have a special podcast posted up for you. It's kind of short this week, but that's okay. Um and uh, if you want access to that, you can go to joinskepticmafia.com and you can become a member of the channel. Yes. You can get those extra podcasts every week. That's just more content for you. And the emojis, which everybody loves to use in the live chats. Of course, the emojis. Yes. Every, yes, everybody. I love to use the emojis yeah. on occasion. So uh, definitely, if you want to become a member, it's only four ninety nine or something like that. A month. And, uh, a month. And uh, I, I hope that you will consider it. But in either case, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast today. And as always, don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.